guys, it's Sinead Darcy and you are listening to Girls Let's Talk. So today, we are going to be talking about mental health, specifically eating disorders. Some of you may have learned about them in school, but do you remember the definition? If you forgot, an eating disorder is a mental disorder, which is defined by abnormal eating habits that negatively affect a person's physical and mental health. Most people know about anorexia and bulimia. Anorexia, or anorexia nervosa, is an eating disorder characterized by weight loss, difficulties maintaining an appropriate body weight for height, age, and stature, and in many, distorted body image. Anorexia also has the highest mortality rate of any other psychiatric disorder, and bulimia, or bulimia nervosa, is a cycle of binge eating and self-induced vomiting designed to undo or compensate binge eating. But did you know that those aren't the only eating disorders? Binge eating disorder is actually the most common eating disorder in the US, characterized by episodes of eating large quantities of food, a feeling of loss of control during the binge, experiencing shame, distress, or guilt afterwards, and using unhealthy measures like vomiting to counter the binge eating. Orthorexia is an eating disorder described as an obsession with proper or healthful eating. OSFED, or eating disorder not otherwise specified, is a term used to describe people who do not meet the exact criteria for anorexia or bulimia, but still have a significant eating disorder. AFRID, or selective eating disorder, involves the limitations in the amount uh, and or types of food consumed, but does not involve any distress about body shape or size or fears of quote-unquote fatness. PICA is an eating disorder that involves eating items that are not food, like hair, dirt, and paint chips. Rumination disorder involves the regular regurgitation of food. Unspecified feeding disorder cause distress or impairment predominant, but do not meet the full criteria for any of the disorders in the feeding and eating disorder diagnosis class. There's also laxative abuse. That involves the frequent use of laxatives to eliminate calories, to lose weight, feel thin, or feel empty. Diabulimia is an eating disorder that causes a person to practice minimizing insulin dosages by patients with type 1 diabetes in an attempt to control body weight. What causes eating disorders? First things first, it's important to remember that eating disorders are mental illnesses. They are never a choice. Body image plays a huge role in what causes ED. Body image is how you see yourself when you look in the mirror, how you picture yourself in your mind, and how you feel about your body. Most people internalize things that they've heard or been told from a very young age about their appearance. That can lead to a negative body image. That then leads to an eating disorder. Also, body dysmorphia, a mental illness characterized by obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance that often others can't see. But there are so many different scenarios that could cause a person to have a negative body image and then ED. It could be a family member or friend that teased you about your body, or if you're in any vocation or profession that promotes weight loss or pressure you to be a certain body type. Also, any kind of trauma like being raped, abused, or maybe the death of someone you love. Being a part of a dysfunctional family, stressful transitions, or life changes play a big role as well. Changes like going into high school, going to college, or starting a new job. Genetics is a factor. People with siblings or parents with an eating disorder appear to be more at risk. Sometimes it's your environment, your culture, or the people around you stretching how you should be thin or muscular. Pop culture especially perpetuates this insane beauty standard. Then there's your emotional and mental health. 
If you're suffering from depression, anxiety, or in a bad relationship, it can lower your self-esteem and make you more vulnerable to developing an eating disorder. Basically, ED comes from a combination of biological, emotional, psychological, and social factors. You may be thinking, don't just straight white girls have eating disorders? No. Eating disorders do not discriminate. They affect people of all classes, ages, races, body weights, sexual orientation, genders, and religious or spiritual backgrounds. And these misconceptions have consequences. When we make people who are struggling feel that what they're going through isn't valid because they don't fit the stereotype, they go at it alone. For example, people of color, especially African Americans, are significantly less likely to receive help for their eating issues. And everyone should be able to ask for help and support. So what are signs and symptoms? You become obsessed with your weight, food, calories, or diet. You resist or can't stay at a body weight that's appropriate for your age, height, and build. You refuse to eat certain foods or restrict yourself from categories of food like no carbs or sugars. You start to worry about nutritional facts that turn into the inability to eat anything but a small food group. Spending hours thinking about food you want to make or food you're going to eat in the future. You start skipping meals or just having small portions of meals instead of a full meal. Drinking huge amounts of water or non-caloric beverages or gum as meal substitutes or you might eat huge amounts of food in a short period of time. Feeling lack of control over your ability to stop, feeling disgusted afterwards, depressed, guilt, or overall low self-esteem. Then you follow that with behaviors to prevent weight gain like vomiting. You start to feel uncomfortable eating around other people. You start to withdraw from your friends or family, or maybe you don't want to do the things you used to. Making lifestyle changes to accommodate your eating behaviors, and sometimes an excessive exercise routine, and feeling the need to burn off calories, Despite the weather, fatigue, injury, illness, inappropriate times or settings, you have extreme mood swings and may make negative comments about your appearance. Physically, you'll notice your weight fluctuating dramatically up and down. You'll feel stomach cramps or other types of gastrointestinal issues. For some, you'll have missing periods. You'll have a hard time concentrating, dizziness, fainting, feeling cold all the time, and sleep problems. You may become anemic or low white and red blood cell count or low thyroid and hormone levels. You may get dry skin, hair, and brittle nails, muscle weakness, develop calluses on the back of hands from vomiting, or dental issues like tooth sensitivity from vomiting. Many of you are realizing that you are not alone. Others may still be confused and even ask why can't they just eat and get over it? Again, eating disorders are not a choice. It's a mental illness, not a lack of willpower or a behavior problem. Well, then how do you recover? The first step is the hardest, admitting that you have a problem. But you can do this because you are not your eating disorder. And there will never be a better time for your recovery than right now. Second, talk to someone. Share how it started, your thoughts and feelings. Be honest with yourself and them so you can move forward and heal. If you're talking to someone you know, try to remember that they'll have their own emotional reaction or not know how to respond, but give it time and try to educate them on what you're going through so that they can better understand you. If they aren't helping, don't get discouraged. Find someone who will. Build a support system you can rely on. Is it just you? 
then you can start to heal right now by practicing self-care. Decide every day that you are enough. You are worthy of all that you want in this life. You just have to ask for it. So do it every day by saying positive affirmations, setting intentions and goals for yourself, and using prayer or meditation as you visualize yourself healing and getting what you want in life. Focus on what makes you happy. Also create coping skills like writing down your thoughts to avoid returning to disordered behaviors. In order to recover, you need to work towards a healthy body image. Along the way, don't compare yourself to anyone else. As my coach Heidi Uzelek says, you wouldn't shame someone for not fitting in a size 6 shoe when they're a size 8, would you? No. Because every single body is different. If you don't know what to do, listen to your body. Recovery doesn't happen overnight. If you do your best every day to improve, that is enough. But even if you think you're alone, you may not realize that you have resources in your community. Call hospitals, universities, eating disorder centers, and clinics. Or visit your school's counseling center. Do you have insurance? It's important to make sure you see a doctor to see if you have any serious medical issues. ED can result in heart failure, suicide, early onset osteoporosis, amenorrhea, kidney failure, pancreatitis, and more. Ask your doctor or therapist what your treatment options are. However you do it, you need to face whatever it is that's stopping you from recovery. Food has taken over your life, but it's not the problem. Disordered eating is used as a coping mechanism for stress, anxiety, fear, but once you face that fear, you'll realize it's not that scary. Don't push down the negative thoughts. You have to face them. Head on. Let yourself feel and let it go. Knowing what's stopping you from living a happy life is half the battle. But once you let go of those negative thoughts and that space within you is empty, you need to fill it up with positive ones. For example, my struggle with anorexia was triggered by my family and I moving across the country. I felt so much anxiety and fear. But through recovery, I faced my anxiety and fear and let myself feel. Instead of trying to push it down and inevitably have it come out again in an eating disorder. After I let myself feel, I told myself to let it go. Then I decided to fill that empty space within me with the knowing that this move wasn't going to ruin my life. It was going to give me a whole new one. You have to face that awful feeling thing or event and change what it means to you. Change your story. It'll be hard at first, but with time, it'll get easier and easier. Are you willing to face your fear, but worried you'll put on too much weight? As you recover, your thoughts and feelings about weight will change. You are what makes you happy, not your weight. How do you know when you're done with treatment? Ask yourself, are you practicing self-care? Do you have coping skills? And do you have a plan if a relapse occurs? So, what are the statistics? Well. Three out of 10 individuals looking for weight loss treatments show signs of binge eating disorder. And in the US alone, more than 30 million people will struggle with an eating disorder. For support, resources, and treatment options for yourself or a loved one, call this helpline 1-800-931-2237. Well, that's all for today, guys. Thanks for coming over, but before you go, Remember, 
you are enough. See you next time.